Today is January 9th, 2024, and welcome happy, to read through the New Testament. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy, happy Snow Day. Day. Woohoo! Yeah, so typically um, in our Bible reading, um, we would read this in class, but we're going to read it here for you guys. So hopefully today, right, rather than being in class, you're going to be able to listen to this, maybe even from 8 to 9 o'clock in the morning when we meet. And our reading today is um, Luke chapter 1, verses 1 through 25, and we're going to finish 2 Corinthians. So we start Luke, and we finish 2 Corinthians. Okay, so by way of introduction, Luke is a doctor. He writes to a man named Theophilus that he might know the exact truth of what happened. So Luke doesn't beat around the bush. He's straightforward, um, historically recording what happened in the life of Jesus. And you see a lot of stories overlap between Matthew and Mark, uh, along with Luke. Uh, a lot of them say the same things, but this is a, our third opportunity to go through the life of Jesus. Luke, yep. The longest of the Gospels is what Luke is. And then Luke also went on to write the book of Acts. Yep. So that's like a continuation. Yep, which we have already read. And we're going to finish Second Corinthians. And Second Corinthians remembers the, the letter written about ministry and how hard it was for Paul. And um, we're going to be to finish that. So anyway, we can get at it here. Enjoy your snow day, guys, and enjoy the Bible. Luke chapter 1, verse 1. Inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. And there it is, right? Luke just wanted Theophilus to have certainty. Like these things are really true, is what he's saying. And to be very clear, very clear. about the yep. account. Yep. Okay. Now we're going to read about the birth of John the Baptist. All right. In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah. And he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Now, while he was serving as a priest before God, when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord. And he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. 
And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they were wondering at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple, and he kept making signs to them and remained mute. And when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she kept herself hidden, saying, Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. Okay, so that's where we stop today. Yeah, regarding summaries, we're going to read Luke chapter 1 for three days because it's so long. And so the summary here, I mean, you only have a little bit, you know, like maybe the intro to the letter written to Theophilus and then just even John the Baptist foretold, but we're going to have Jesus foretold. And then we're going to have the birth of John the Baptist and the birth of Jesus comes right at chapter two. But Mary sings the Magnificat and Zechariah gives this prophecy. And so there's, there's a lot in this there's chapter. There's really a lot going on. So um, you just need to choose what you think is most important. I think it's John the Baptist being born and prophesied of his birth being born and um, Mary's prediction. So prediction so maybe of John. Be prediction predictions of, of John the Baptist and Jesus. That would be a great summary. Yep, we're helping you out, guys. <laughs> All right. Okay. Second Corinthians chapter thirteen. This is the very last chapter of the book of Second Corinthians, and then tomorrow we get to start Galatians. This should be great. Okay. Second Corinthians. Okay, chapter thirteen. This is. Um, The last chapter, and this is Paul. He says, This is the third time I am coming to you. Every charge must be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. I warned those who sinned before and all the others. I warn them now while absent, as I did when present on my second visit, that if I come again, I will not spare them. Mm. That means he's going to come. He's going to be strong. Yeah, he's not going to be very gentle. Right. Um, Since you seek proof that Christ is speaking in me, he is not weak in dealing with you, but is powerful among you. For he was crucified in weakness, but lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but in dealing with you, we will live with him by the power of God. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test? I hope you will find out that we have not failed the test. But we pray to God that you may not do wrong. Not that we may appear to have met the test, but that you may do what is right, though we may seem to have failed. For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. Your restoration is what we pray for. For this reason, I write these things while I am away from you, that when I come, I may not have to be severe in my use of the authority that the Lord has given to me for building up and not for tearing down. Finally, brothers, rejoice. Aim for restoration. Comfort one another. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. 
greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And that is the end. Yep. So by way of summary, there are a couple key uh, sentences here. He says, the third time I'm going to come to you. He says in verse 5, you need to test yourself to see whether you indeed are a Christian or not. That's a good thing for all of us to do. Um, and it says in verse 9, your restoration is what we pray for. Um, and even he says in verse 11, aim for restoration. Mm-hmm. So just restoration is a, is a big theme. here. That's why Paul is coming, just to restore things and make things right. With people with the Lord and, and people with him as well. So Paul's coming a third time. He tells them to test themselves and aim for aim restoration. For re- yep, those would be good okay. three things in that, in that chapter. All right. Okay. Um, and then a quick note about summaries from the last week. Um, during break, mm-hmm. um, we will look at those next, next week, week on, Tuesday. on Tuesday, the sixteenth, yeah, when we class. meet again. So we'll just yeah. we'll look at two weeks worth of summaries. Yep, and I know some of you even are getting ahead, which is really good. Yeah, just fine. That's great. So when when we come back on the sixteenth, we will look at the summaries from the break and then the summaries from this next week. So stay on schedule. So this week. Um, we will be doing podcast recordings, but we are going to read Luke's, Luke 1 and 2, and we're going to read Galatians 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those will be the summaries we'll look at next week when we come back. Bye, everyone.